What's up carnivores? This is Carnivore Kurt, your host, and I'm really excited to have you here. Welcome to the channel. I'm super excited. My name is Carnivore Kurt. Carnivore Kurt. I'm gonna be your host. All right, carnivores, just jump right into it. The number one key to doing the carnivore diet, I've really transformed both how I feel, look, just experience life. And I think that the carnivore diet is a tremendously powerful tool for a lot of individuals who are suffering from anxiety, autoimmune Share it with someone who's interested in the carnivore diet. Let's spread the word, let's get this out to people. Let's help others understand more about this and see the bigger picture. Guys, that was a score. Score one for the carnivores. Four tips. First one, optimize your key minerals, avoid phytic acid that binds to those key minerals, manage that body fat. Number four, exercise. Absorb them when you take them in. You'll feel better, you'll look better. All right, welcome to another episode. We're gonna talk about four tips to keeping your testosterone high while on the carnivore diet. And the first tip is to optimize the key testosterone minerals. We're talking zinc and boron in particular, as well as calcium and magnesium. Now listen, quick sidebar. I have a lot of friends who take TRT and SARMs, Selective Androgen Receptor Molecules. I'm not a fan. I think that if you're on these therapies, you had a reason, a pre-existing condition where your body down-regulated testosterone because you're missing some of these potential keys in this list as well as some of the other videos we put together and you're not living a sustainable lifestyle. I think you can live within the realms of healthy boundaries, you can even push those limits. And as long as you're doing these things that I'm about to list, you're gonna do more than enough to actually boost your testosterone levels to optimal levels. But as a general rule, these four keys, these tips are gonna be the ones that keep your testosterone boosted at a higher robust level while you're on the carnivore diet. So the first one, optimize your key testosterone minerals. Zinc, we know zinc is abundant in things like oysters, shellfish, it's also quite prevalent in red meat. So if you're eating ample amounts of shellfish and red meat, you're getting sufficient zinc. But here's the kicker. Zinc can be bound up, it can be chelated by phytic acid. We're gonna talk about that in point two, so stick around. There are things you add to your meal that can completely eradicate your absorbability of zinc. So you've gotta be careful with some of these minerals. Magnesium, it's found in spring water, mineral water. It's also found in blood. I actually drink blood, you don't have to drink blood. I think blood is delicious. Maybe I take that back. It might not be delicious, but I think that blood is very nutritious and in small amounts, I think it's quite healthy to add it to your diet and regimen, especially if you know the quality of meat and the source that you're getting it from. Certain fish swimming in high amounts of magnesium in the water are also gonna have lots of magnesium within them as well. But you get magnesium from blood. Where's blood? It's in muscle meat. You're gonna eat that when you eat the meat, when you cook your steaks you're getting magnesium. You're also getting it from spring water and trace amounts, and you're gonna be getting it from fish and sources like that. Calcium, you need calcium for cell signaling. It's also a key for a lot of the functions in your body. If you don't have adequate calcium, you're gonna have problems with testosterone. People on the carnivore diet, especially once you get more advanced, are probably not gonna be leaning towards a heavy dairy intake because dairy comes with a whole other slew of issues with the casein and weight gain and just issues around that that I don't think are beneficial to the vast majority of people. So if you're not doing dairy, you need to be thinking about small bones from small fish. You need to be thinking about making your own bone broth. You need to be thinking about spring water, Pellegrino, things like that. They have a lot of calcium in them. And the last one I wanna mention is boron. Boron is a unique mineral, mostly stored in the bones of the animals. So again, think of bone broth or small bones, 
but it is one that I actually do supplement. It's basically my only supplement that I take. I add a little bit of boron every morning to my water when I wake up, and that's four to six milligrams. I weigh about 160 pounds. Some people will need more, some people need less. There is some research out there to support that it's, it elevates levels of free testosterone, which is one of the most important forms of testosterone you need in your body that's bioavailable to utilize. Again, if you do bone broth, you're gonna get some of the boron as well. This will basically be pure collagen, glycine, kind of the, the broth itself without the fat, the rendered fat. This leads me to my second key to keeping testosterone levels high. You need to be avoiding phytic acid when you intake minerals. A lot of your diet is coming from the food you're eating, but if you're mixing in plant foods that have a lot of phytic acid, which is a lot of them, phytic acid in particular is high in nuts, lentils, pea, soy, and wheat. So when you add that bread or that gluten to your meal, or you add some beans with your tortillas, there's actually a study they did where they uh, looked at the postprandial levels, plasma levels, which is the blood levels of zinc after people ate oysters and they saw like a very substantial increase in their blood plasma levels. When these people added in beans, black beans with their zinc, with their oysters, their zinc absorption went down because of the phytic acid load in the actual black beans to a third of their normal levels. So it wasn't like they went from robust to here's normal to like a third of where their normal levels were just by adding in black beans. And the thing is plants develop phytase, phytic acid to bind onto these minerals for themselves. It's a mechanism they have, but when you consume them, they actually go into your body, into your bloodstream and they, they chelate and they bind to these minerals and then you are basically unable to absorb them in your body and utilize them. In another part of the study, they tested the blood plasma levels after these individuals ate a wheat tortilla and they had zero absorption, they had zero levels their, their entire blood plasma levels dropped with zinc to nothing. So it completely inhibited their ability to absorb this key mineral that is vital for your testosterone levels. So be careful, steer clear of specifically phytic acid, especially when you're thinking about minerals and how important it is to keep your testosterone levels boosted. You wanna be giving your body the building blocks without the stuff that sucks that out of your body and strips it from your body's ability to absorb. Tip number three, manage your body fat. This goes without saying, but you have to have a lower body fat. You can't be obese and expect to have robust testosterone levels. Of course, there are outliers. There are people who are taking testosterone who have very high levels. And there are some people who have just a lot of body fat, but a massive amount of muscle. And because of that, they do have more testosterone because testosterone tends to correlate with more muscle mass. But there are numerous studies out there showing that there's an inverse relationship, meaning as your body fat goes up, your testosterone levels go down. There's an inverse relationship between your body composition, how high of a body fat percentage you have, and testosterone. Now you can go too low, just like anything that's a good thing. Good body fat percentage doesn't mean you wanna be like probably below seven or 6%. Once you get down to like 5%, it's dangerous. And most of us on this channel are not bodybuilders. We're not looking to get to that extreme level. We're just looking for the most optimal 80-20 of our health. But the big thing here is it's a cycle. If you start getting fat, it's harder for you to burn that fat, you get more unhealthy, your hormones downregulate, not the optimal levels of hormones you want, and your testosterone in particular is gonna be a lot lower. So how do you get out of the cycle? Well, you have, to, you have to kind of break free. You have to sort of fight an uphill battle until you can get the momentum and you can start 
taking it down. But the good news if you, is if you go on a carnivore diet, you're going to eliminate a lot of the reasons and a lot of the signaling in your body from the diet that's gonna keep you holding on to a lot of the body fat. Carnitine in particular is a molecule found almost entirely in animal foods that allows your body to create energy from fat. When you eat carbs, you elevate insulin. Insulin is the hormone that tells your body to hold on to fat, to store excess carbohydrates and sugars as fat. But when your insulin levels are low, when they're lowered, when you're low carb, you actually can tap into those fat sores and burn them as energy. That combined with carnitine, and you've got a great recipe for actually burning fat. As a side note, I'm actually thinking of making a supplement that's a carnivore supplement that has carnitine, carnosine, choline, and creatine, and maybe some taurine in it because of all the benefits that we've seen and how they are not plant food molecules, but they are purely animal food molecules and how they might help us with optimal performance in terms of being like a nootropic. Let me know what you guys think. If you think this is a good idea, bad idea. I'm testing the idea right now and I'm, I'm playing with some of the supplements myself just to see. Obviously, I get a lot in the carnivore diet, but I'm interested to see what would happen if I started an intermittent fast, but then added some of these stacks in sort of boost my levels. And certainly, they are showing a lot of support in terms of energy, fat burning, just overall cognitive performance and physical performance. But tip three, manage your body fat, be mindful of your body fat percentage, where you're coming at and how you're doing with that, and be careful with excess carbohydrates, especially when you're not active. Because if you're not active, where's that gonna go? It's gonna get stored with insulin signaling into your fat cells and add on extra body fat, which is going to downregulate your testosterone. Studies have shown this countless numbers of times. Number four, exercise. And I'm not talking about just going out and walking or going for a nice light jog. Cardio is not the mover here when it comes to testosterone. In particular, we're talking about resistance training and high intensity intervals. And in the resistance training world, a lot of what we're talking about here is leg day. So if you do legs, you're going to be recruiting some of the biggest muscle groups in your body. You're gonna be hitting the hamstrings, the quadriceps, the calves. These are some of the largest muscle fiber groups in your body. When you activate those muscle groups and you put them through resistance where they have to push and, and pull and you break down those muscle groups, you're going to be promoting muscle growth. Testosterone is an anabolic steroid in your body. It is a hormone that functions as a steroid to help you rebuild and grow muscle. So one of the best ways you can recruit more signaling to your body that you want testosterone in there is to actually exercise with resistance training, specifically with leg day. There are studies out there that also show that high intensity intervals can put yourself through enough of a sort of signal pathway in the body with the muscles that it can also trigger testosterone boosts as well. So go out there and get active, do some more resistance challenging routines. It's good for your cardiovascular health, for your overall vitality. You'll feel better, you'll look better, you'll have better levels of testosterone if you incorporate these on a regular basis. So that's it, those four tips. Optimize your key minerals, avoid phytic acid that binds to those key minerals so you actually absorb them when you take them in. Manage that body fat and make sure it doesn't get too high because it's going to inversely affect your actual levels of testosterone your body produces. And use resistance training and high intensity interval workouts on a regular basis to activate and build levels of testosterone through muscle growth promotion and the signaling that goes in with those. These are quite major, and I have other major nuances I've mentioned in some of our other videos, specifically sunlight, 
optimizing your sleep, getting adequate calories, making sure you have optimal vitamin D3, which ties in with the sunlight, avoiding phytoestrogens, which are endocrine disruptors. Those are molecules that mimic and bind the receptor your estradiol receptor in your body and confuse your hormones in your body. If you wanna learn more about that, go check out some more of our testosterone videos. I go through all these topics in much more depth there. But testosterone is no joke. You really wanna make sure it's optimized. It's gonna support your sex life. It's gonna support your metabolism, your vitality, your recovery, your strength. It's such a key to optimal performance that I, I really believe that it's important that we be mindful of it. And I think that people who are trying to hack it without really looking at the key drivers here, the source of why they're not getting to where they were, why they don't feel that way, or why their levels are lower. It's good to hack it in a healthy, sourceful way when you're getting to the root cause of why it's low and you're removing those things a lot of times or just adding in the regimens and the routines that you need to do that. But when you're going to just add this as a sort of band-aid solution to what is already a problem, that's when it's it's problematic to me. And then you can you can run into issues with the exogenous TRT therapies where there's side effects where you can hurt your sperm fertility count. You can actually, in some cases, cause permanent testicular damage that you can no longer produce adequate levels of the testosterone hormone. So rather than take shortcuts, let's shortcut these tips, be very aware of them, and implement them into our daily lives so we can live in a very vibrant, healthy, balanced body, and we can still have fun and like bend the rules here and there, but we have these pillars and these main keys that are top of mind so that we can, for the most part, give our body the fuel that it needs to be optimal. So what do you think? Comment below and let me just think about these four tips. Do you think, Matt, that maybe there's other ones that we haven't covered in some of the videos? Are there things that stand out to you? What's been your experience with testosterone? Have you tried exogenous testosterone, TRT, or selective androgen receptors, SARMs? If you're new to the channel and you made it this far, thank you for watching. Hit that like button, comment, subscribe and share this with someone. And as always, let's get optimized.